0: Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Accelerated Health Radio on W4HC Radio, where you can learn to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit to reclaim the true potential that exists within you through cutting edge wellness tools and modalities. Here's your host, Sarah Banta.
1: Welcome to Accelerated Health Radio on W4HC and W4CS. I'm your host, Sarah Banta. I'm a health coach, natural supplement expert, and a busy mom of three teenagers. For those of you joining us for the first time today, I graduated from Stanford as well as the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and the Invincible Wellness System. And as I was on my journey for my own health after hitting rock bottom with hormonal issues, thyroid issues, literally no digestions and having, and having Crohn's disease. I was introduced to holistic modalities, supplements, nutrition, and cutting-edge technologies that heal the body. Partially through my journey, my nine-year-old son at the time was diagnosed with leukemia And I'd been introduced to Accelerated Silver, which you can find on my website, Accelerated Health Products. And I gave that to him in in addition to cleaning up his diet. And within a year, not only were the cancer cells gone, but the anemia and his other nutritional deficiencies he had had disappeared as well. He's now 17 years old, never missed a day of school from the cold or flu in the last eight years. And he's a national record holder for crew. And he's been my inspiration to stay on top of the cutting edge modalities and supplements that go after curing the incurable and helping my clients live their most optimal lives in body, mind, and spirit. I truly believe the body does want to and is capable of rebuilding and healing itself, regardless of what chronic disease you might have. I'm here for you to answer your questions and bring you innovative and cutting-edge technologies and health solutions to empower you and your ability to reach your optimal state of health. And before I introduce our guests, I want to announce My new accelerated keto that's on the website, and this is three years in the making. I'm so excited. This is like my baby, my fourth baby. (laughs) It's not just a keto supplement. It is a new formula that has the exogenous ketones in it. In addition to combining them with other synergistic amino acids and herbs that allow the body to convert even more fat into more ketones while preserving the muscles and stimulating the metabolism, it allows the cells to produce 10 times the amount of energy than from glucose. It supports that low-carb diet, and we're going to be talking a lot about keto today with our guest it helps with the brain fog. I mean, if nothing else, just the the brain fog lifting is an amazing way to get your body, mind and spirit in connection and living that optimal life. And it provides that match to the, to light the fire and keep the the fire burning all day long, energy lasts eight to 12 hours. And what's awesome is it's about a third, the cost of a typical keto supplement. So all of these keto supplements claim to put you into ketosis within 30 minutes. And um, then you're, you're good to go and not get the sugar cravings go away. The brain fog lifts, the energy increases, the fat burning starts. So just look out for that. You can check it out at accelerated health products. Now I, I cannot be more excited to introduce my guest. This is someone I've been following for years and have so much in common with. Drew Manning is the New York Times best-selling author of the book, Fit to Fat to Fit. And he's best known for his fittofattofit.com experiment that went viral online. He's been featured on shows like Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, The View, and many more. His experiment has become a hit TV show called Fit to Fat to Fit, airing on A&E and Lifetime. And his new book, Complete Keto, is available now. Welcome, to Drew. We have so much to talk about. Thank you for being here.
2: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Well, why don't we start out with your story and why you did what you did?
2: Yeah. So this happened back in 2011. And what you have to understand is I grew up in a family of 11 brothers and sisters. I don't know how my parents did it, but there was 11 of us and we all played sports. And so I played football and wrestling. And so from a very young age, I was active. And so I never once experienced what it was like to be overweight. And in 2009, I ended up becoming a personal trainer because I knew fitness and working out was a passion of mine. And here I was Someone who had never been overweight a day in their life, trying to help people who had been overweight pretty much every day of their life. And there was an obvious disconnect. I couldn't understand why it was so hard for my clients just to do what I told them to do. I would give them meal plans, I'd give them workouts, a supplement protocol. I'm like, all right, here you go. You just do it. Put down the junk food, go to the gym. It's not that hard. And uh, in my mind, it wasn't hard because it was easy for me my whole life. But they would uh, sometimes my clients would be like, oh, you know, I'm trying really hard and I gave in this weekend and had some soda or had some cookies or I was really sore and tired and I didn't go to the gym. And I, in my mind, I'm like, well, why don't you just do the things I'm telling you to do? You'll see results. And it, and uh, one of my clients told me, you know, Drew, you don't understand. For you, it's easy. And for me, it's really hard. And so I kind of took that to heart. And anyways, I, I was thinking of ideas of how I could become a better trainer, better understand my clients. And for whatever reason, this idea... <laughs> of Fit to Fat to Fit or getting fat on purpose entered my mind, and it was like a light bulb went off, and I felt like this was something I was being called to do. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but the idea in a nutshell was for six months to uh, stop exercising, eat an unrestricted diet, and then the next six months uh, walk the walk and, and put my money where my mouth is and show people how to lose the weight. And so that was the idea of fit to fit So in six months, I gained 75 pounds, (laughs) which was incredible. Um, It was one of the hardest things I've ever done physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, It totally changed my perspective of what people go through um, during a transformation, a weight loss transformation. And it really opened my eyes and humbled me. And um, I honestly have no regrets that I did it. But that's where most people know me from. It went viral, went on a bunch of TV shows and um, that's where I got started.
1: (laughs) It's amazing because I truly believe that um, the reason people will listen to me with some of the health advice I give is because I've hit a rock bottom and I've gone through it and I know what it feels like and that ability for clients to relate to you makes it so much better. It's like going to the doctor who has no, you know, a a male doctor, if you're female and and just, there's no relation. So why would I listen to that person? And, and it, it puts you in a vulnerable, humble state and that you're going to get a much stronger connection and they're actually going to listen to you. And, and so I'm just so curious as, as you went through this state, knowing how great you felt in the beginning. And, and I'm speaking from the fact that I'm married to a guy who has great digestion, has great metabolism, and everything works great for him. I mean, he's got health issues, but they're totally different than mine. So, over the years, it's been hard for him to relate to me um, and some of the issues that I've had, just because our health issues are so different. So, for you to put yourself in the spot where your clients are in the you know the exact issues it's just, I'm sure the connection was so much stronger. And now with that vulnerability, you are connecting with them on a whole different level.
2: Yeah, I realized there's a Winston Churchill quote that's really popular. It says, no one cares how much you know, until they know how much you care. And for me, that really is um, the quote I live by after doing Fit to Fit to Fit, because as a leader, as a trainer, as a coach, as a health professional, you're trying to help people, you can have all the knowledge in the world. And that is important to have that knowledge. But none of that matters unless that client of yours uh, and knows that you care about them first and foremost. And that's the, the big piece, I think, that's missing in the fitness industry is there's a lot of trainers out there, a lot of coaches that have a lot of knowledge, but there's a lack of there's a disconnect. There's a lack of connection. And I feel like empathy is something that I'm trying to bring to the fitness industry and doing fit to bed fit really did that for me because it humbled me and helped me see just, you know, I mean the biggest lesson that I took away from this whole thing was how much of transformation is mental and emotional. So many times we get stuck in this, um, in, in this space where we think transformation is all physical. It's calories in calories out. It's workouts, it's supplements. Um, it's, changing up your macros like a new diet and and that's people's perception of health and fitness it's all the physical stuff when in reality are people that are are stuck with um it, during their transformation they're trying to lose weight they really don't it's not really a lack of knowledge we have knowledge at our fingertips we can go to google and you know google the keto diet and how to do it and you'll find answers it's the mental and emotional challenges that keep people back and for me going through this experience i was like wow the emotional connection to food is way more powerful than I ever imagined. And that's where, the, you know, living it for six months really opened my eyes and made me see things from a different perspective. And so that's kind of what uh, my brand is about. And that's my mission with Fit to Fit to Fit is to really bridge that gap that exists out there between people who struggle and, you know, the, the, the fit you know, ripped, uh, professionals that think it's easy.
1: So a quick question, I, because you obviously had a very strong metabolic rate and a, a fit, you were physically fit before this whole thing started when you let yourself go and you're gaining the weight, because we're talking about body, mind, and spirit and the connection of the three. But I believe For me, I had to get that physical strength back, the physical foundation back before I built on my emotional and my spiritual self. Um, And because if you have leaky gut and you are eating the wrong foods and you have inflammation throughout the body and you're losing your levels of serotonin and dopamine and GABA from eating all the wrong foods, you're not going to feel well. You're going to have brain fog. You're, You're physically going to have... Uh, depression and anxiety, I'm curious, as you were gaining the weight and you were eating all of these inflammatory foods, not only were you gaining the weight, but the brain fog and the depression that you experienced, um, do you feel like that was based on a, a, your physical, what I'm describing as uh, anxiety? in relation to the, the lack of hormones that are being produced and the inflammation that's going on in the body? Does that question make sense?
2: I wrote a lot about this in my first book, Fit to Fat to Fit, uh, where I go into the what I went through mentally and emotionally and how there's a, such a deep connection between the physical, so the food I was eating, and how I felt emotionally. And before, I never really experienced that connection. Um, and so, yeah, for me, to be totally honest with you, I just want to say that, you know, yes, my, I had muscle memory. Uh, my experience was not the same as someone who grew up overweight, right? I didn't have the same experiences right. mentally, emotionally, that someone, let's say someone grew up overweight, they are 100 pounds overweight, they were teased as a kid. There's no way I could recreate that, right? But I will say that it, it did give me a better understanding versus what I had before. It's not a complete understanding, but a better understanding. And it really, you know, as I go, as I went through this process, like I wrote about in my book, the mental emotional journey that I went through, I wasn't prepared for, because you have to understand if you grow up your entire life in shape, your identity is based on what your, your identity is based on your body. And unfortunately the opposite of that is true too people who grew up their entire lives overweight, identify themselves as their body. And so for me, when I became overweight, I freaked out to be totally honest with you. I felt so uncomfortable. I wanted to go up to strangers and tell them, Hey, I'm not really overweight. This is just an experiment. Go to this website. Here's my before picture. This is really me. This this isn't the, you know what I'm saying? Like I was so uncomfortable, but as time went on, I realized, wow, there's the, the the people's journey is so much more mental and emotional than we think. And even though my journey wasn't exactly the same as someone who grew up overweight, it really did um, humble me in the sense where it changed my perspective. And it really uh, helped me to develop empathy not sympathy but but empathy true empathy for those that struggle and i feel like if people would go back and read my book or even look at my old blog posts or my youtube videos you you'll see you know how just how truly humbling it, it was
1: i totally agree and and it, it it's the reverse is true that those that are have grown up heavy and are trying to lose the weight even though they might physically start to lose the weight, mentally and emotionally, they're still that overweight person, and that that mental um, identity is holding them back from actually making the gains and reinventing themselves. And that's where I I believe meditation comes in, and this and why I love. What you're doing, especially with your new book, and giving those supportive strategies for transform transforming not just the physical body but the mind and the spirit as well and 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 uh, continuing and putting all three of those together. Um, I'm just curious in a in a world of social media where everyone is releasing their essential highlight reel, how did you find the strength in being so vulnerable publicly?
2: Well, that kind of came through my own personal journey, to be honest with you, because Fit to Fit to Fit was something that, yes, it did make me vulnerable because I was in the public eye and I did have to open up about the mental and emotional struggles I was going through. But honestly, vulnerability came from post Fit to Fit to Fit. So Fit to Fit to Fit happened. And a lot of people don't know this is I was married at the time. Uh, My wife, uh, you know, we were married for 10 years Um, and then. Uh, we were going through some tough times in our marriage during Fit, Fed Fit, Fit. And a lot of people don't know that. They didn't see that. We we wore masks, if you will, um, to put on a happy face. So we would go on TV shows like Dr. Oz and Jay Leno and Good Morning America and act like this happy couple. But in reality, we were both hurting inside. And uh, we eventually got divorced, um, uh, you know, um, let's see, what year was that? <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year it was. <laughs> 2015, I think, was the year we, we it was finalized. But we were going through tough times during Fit by Fit, 2011, 2012. And um, that honestly made me hit rock bottom. And those rock bottom moments in our life either make or break us. And for me, it, it broke me initially. But then it made me who I am today. And that's where I discovered uh, I was working with a life coach to help me through this transition. And that's where I discovered Brene Brown's work. And Mm -hmm. her work on vulnerability and overcoming guilt and shame. And so I started reading her books, Daring Greatly, by the way, is a great book. And overcoming guilt and shame really helped me to embrace vulnerability as a strength. Because my whole life growing up in the culture I did, with the religion I grew up in, the sports I played, and just our society in general, we don't allow men to be vulnerable. We're taught to suppress our emotions and don't show uh, those emotions. We don't talk about our feelings we, it's not okay to cry. And, um, and so for me, uh, I was taught vulnerability is a weakness. And going through this rock bottom moment really um, helped me to embrace vulnerability as a strength. And what's so interesting is even though this is separate from health and fitness, the personal development it did for me helps me see the correlation between vulnerability um, and, and as a strength and how that can help people overcome their emotional challenges in their life. Because I think a lot, I mean, to be totally honest with you, a lot of people don't just struggle with eating less and working out more. It's Mm -hmm. tied to emotional challenges that sometimes, sometimes stem from childhood trauma, the things we haven't been able to let go of yet, and kind of wearing a mask. And until we figure out how to release that, sometimes Um, it manifests itself in a physical form where we overeat. We use food as a distraction. We use food as a medication, just like some people use drugs or alcohol. Food can be that for some people as well. And that's why it's not as simple as just eating less and working out for people. And that's where I feel like vulnerability is scary. But if you can own your story and embrace it as a strength, um, I feel like there'll be people there to help you get through this. And then you release those emotional traumas And that's where you start to see breakthroughs in people's physical transformations.
1: I truly believe that once you become vulnerable and you share your story, and like Brene Brown says, not overshare, but you have this just aha moment and this freedom and it's like a whole new world opens up and then you're able to become your new self and reinvent yourself to let go of the old self. You don't have to be that child that is full of shame and guilt for the rest of your life. You can can break free of that and become the the confident person and become the person that feels self worthy. And I I know you talk a lot about self worth. And that's something that holds people really back. And do you know how have you seen with your clients how to get them that feeling of self worth back?
2: Yeah, I wish it was as easy as just taking a magic pill, <laughs> or <laughs> or doing something that would just make it go away or or help them get through it. But I honestly, it's so individual. But what what has helped me and helped some of my clients is a few different things. As one is uh, the books that I've read have really opened my eyes and changed my perception. Um, working with a life coach, um, you know, Brene Brown, or sorry, not Brene Brown, Byron Katie, who created something called the Work. There's life coaches out there that help people shift their perception of their situation. And, um, Byron Katie wrote a book called loving what is, and created this program called the work that uh, life coaches can help you, uh, get through those. Um, and, uh, and so that really helped me. And then also like you mentioned meditation, meditation is something so foreign to a lot of us in this Western culture. We didn't grow up doing it. It was kind of taboo and weird, but, um, it's something that really helps you be present in the moment and and what the biggest takeaway from meditation isn't about sitting still and not thinking what it does though is separates uh, it, it, it helps you become the observer of your thoughts so it separates you from becoming your thoughts a lot of us think we are our thoughts when in reality we through meditation we can learn to become the observer and what i mean by that is as you learn to meditate what you do is those thoughts Still come and go like they're they'll always be there, but you can take a step back and just observe them, and and you realize that you are the observer. You don't have to attach yourself emotionally to those thoughts, and that's the problem with a lot of people is they emotionally attach themselves to these thoughts and they react in a way that's not healthy, and they let those emotions control um, their decisions. and And so what I've learned that's helped people is as they learn to meditate over time, they can thoughtfully respond to situations instead of attach themselves to, um, their thoughts. And so like you mentioned, self-worth, a lot of people have these negative self, uh, self limiting beliefs and, and thoughts that we've had since we were a kid. So how do you, how do you break that? It's not so much about those thoughts going away or you not believing them, but now as, as meditation becomes stronger, you can, um, observe from a distance. Okay, these thoughts are coming up, you know, my my spouse or my someone I love called me a name or used a word that triggered me, and instead of reacting like we normally do, we can thoughtfully respond in the situation and say, "Okay, this person said this to me. I'm feeling these emotions coming up, but I don't have to attach myself to those." And then you start to believe that you're not those thoughts, and that's where breakthroughs really happen. It's not something as simple as just it's going to happen overnight. It takes time. Um, and practice, just like exercise does, uh, getting you in shape, it's something you need to do constantly. So it's 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 just as important uh, to focus on working in as it is working out.
1: Yes, and something that Joe Dispenza talks about is that if you go just go along uh, without meditation and that type of active thinking, ninety-seven percent of your thoughts today are the exact same as yesterday. And when we're in the brain state of theta, which is right when we're waking up and right when we're going to bed, that's the easiest way to reach your subconscious where you can actually make changes in your thoughts. So I tell people that the best time to meditate or really just as you're waking up or as you're falling asleep, do a lot of self-talk, a lot of positive talk. And I know you talk about gratitude and, and um writing things down every day with gratitude that's something that's an exercise just putting pen to paper and um that really the act the action of it connects that body and mind um as well is that the practice that you do and when do you do it during the day and and can you describe what you go through with that
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So my morning routine consists of those things that you mentioned. And that's why I included those things in my new book, Complete Keto, which is it's got a 30-day program in there. And in that 30-day program, yes, you have meal plans and recipes and workouts. But on top of that, I included my own morning routine that, that helps me out. So things like meditation. And I recommend if you've never started, use a free guided meditation app. That can really help you, um, you know, get through that five, 10 minutes without just sitting there in silence. Um, so a guided meditation, and then from there, positive affirmations. And this is something that's very taboo for a lot of people because <laughs> saying words out loud to yourself by yourself seems a little bit crazy. You know, saying "I love you," "I'm proud of you," "You're worth it," "You can do these hard things" seems kind of silly. It, it re- reminds me of this Saturday Saturday Night Live skit with this guy named Stuart Smalley, and he would do these kind of corny positive affirmations. But honestly, saying words out loud to yourself about yourself has power at the cellular level. It really does affect how you feel about yourself. So saying words to yourself um, out loud, like, I love you, I'm proud of you, you're worthy, you deserve this, Um, you can do hard things, things like that, your body will start to shift, even though you don't believe it at first, not about believing it it's just about the practice of saying it every single day Mm -hmm. and so positive affirmations is really powerful and then a gratitude journal so every morning it takes about 10 to 15 minutes to do those three things but it's a game changer if you can stay consistent with those i promise you if you do them for 30 days on top of eating healthy and exercising it'll help help you out so much more than if you just focus on diet and exercise uh, because it shifts your perception of yourself. And so that's why I included those things in my book, Complete Keto.
1: It is so true. And, and is thought, thoughts can make you sick and thoughts can make you well. And I, I went through a stressful situation in the last couple months. And for the first time in 15 years, with all of the healthy eating I do and all the supplements I take and everything, I got sick for the first time. And it was all stress. It was uh, the negative Um, thoughts that had entered my mind and it made me realize how I can't let that happen again and I have to really control my thoughts and be more grateful for what I have presently and the physical, emotional and spiritual connection is so strong and it's on a cellular level just like you're saying. Um, But I would love to talk about keto and what you see because a lot of listeners are you know we hear about keto and i've been doing it since it first came out and and that actually as you were talking about your journey it just hit me that when you went through fit to fat to fit and you were you were you were fit at in the beginning you weren't on keto probably because it wasn't around so what was your diet like back then when you actually uh, before you gained the weight and then after you uh, lost the weight. And then when did you jump into keto?
2: Yeah, so that happened about four and a half years ago when I got into keto when I got into the keto diet. But during Fit Fed to Fit, yeah, keto wasn't very popular. So I used more of a whole food paleo ish approach, if you will. I was still eating five, six meals a day. Um, you know, high protein uh, you know, somewhat low carb, but it wasn't a keto diet. Um, and uh, it worked, it does work, right? It works for a lot of people still. So, but that was the approach I used. And then I learned about keto about four and a half years ago, listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss, and Dr. Dominic Diagostino, And I was blown away at how much scientific research has been done on the keto diet outside of weight loss and fat loss, because most diets are studied for, you know, usually um, those things, weight loss and fat loss. But yeah. With with keto, there was so much research on epilepsy and seizures and brain toxicity and traumatic brain brain injury and things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, um, uh, things outside of that, that category of weight loss. And so I was really intrigued by it. So I started to do my own experiment and uh, did my own 6 day experiment. And what I loved about the keto diet was the fact that my brain felt so much sharper. The mental clarity for me was the most noticeable mm-hmm. thing. Um, I wasn't doing it for weight loss or fat loss, but my brain felt felt so much sharper on the keto diet, and I wasn't a slave to food anymore, eating five or six meals a day, but just eating twice a day, I felt, <clears throat> I felt satiated, I had energy for my workouts, uh, my digestion was better because I wasn't having to digest food all day long like I was doing before. And uh, like I said, my brain felt so much sharper, and that's where... You know, uh, then I met uh, Dr. Dom eventually, and, and through him got a connection to get on the Dr. Oz show again, talking about the keto keto diet. And then I wrote my own program, and then from there, um, you know, wrote my second book, Complete Keto. And so that's where you know keto started for me.
1: I remember listening to that podcast between the two of them I probably have listened to it about six times over and over and over again and it was at a time where I was actually in a car accident Um, and some of the listeners have, have heard me talk about that where I was rear ended at 50 miles an hour, and I did not have any weight to lose I was physically fit and felt fine. Um, But after the car accident, I had brain injury, and I was starting to experience uh, brain fog and anxiety and depression. And that's when keto was starting to come out. I listened to that podcast, and that's when I jumped in. And the just like you, the brain fog lifted. All of my brain works better today than it did back in my college days at Stanford. So, it's it's just amazing. And and my now in my forties, where a lot of women are ex, um, having issues with hormones and brain fog, I feel better than ever. And it's just amazing. It's not just about the weight loss. And and if anyone sees the, a picture of Drew, they know that he's not lacking in muscle mass. So. It's a great way to preserve that muscle mass, and what you're doing with your exercise, you're reaping the benefits. And I see that with my son, who's built like you. He's got less than six percent body fat, but and he's rowing crew. Um, but the keto diet gives him amazing energy, and and I can see when he goes off the rails uh, uh, mentally. His brain is loopy, and he's not listening to me, <laughs> and um, so. I, I, it's really important for me to keep my kids on, on this type of diet. So not only is it great for physical fitness, but, and all the, all the mental, um, mental benefits for lifting the brain fog, but what else do you see with the keto diet and its benefits?
2: Yeah. So it lowers inflammation, which is really important to anti-inflammatory diet. Um, I think the biggest thing honestly is is and this is something we struggle here in america with is constantly overeating like we've been programmed to think we need to eat food from sunup to sundown and um you know our parents came from a generation where there was you know more scarcity um not in their generation but uh, our grandparents right the coming from the great depression era where you didn't know when your next meal was gonna come or if you had enough for your next meal nowadays you can go to Fast food, grocery store, restaurant. You use an app on your phone, and there's food at your fingertips. And so we are constantly overfed. And so I think keto is one of those ways to help us tap into our primal, um, you know, our, our primal uh, way of 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 survival. And that is not having not having to eat food all day long, every single day of our lives. And it's good to fast every once in a while. So keto is one of those things that you can do to naturally. Uh, teach your body how to fast, because if you are eating high fat and protein, it's going to keep you satiated for a long period of time. So you're not going to need to eat six meals a day, like we've been taught. Um, and, uh, and so it kind of takes a break from, it helps you take a break from eating constantly eating all the time. But I know people personally that use it because they have seizures and epilepsy and they literally can't eat carbohydrates because it'll, it could trigger a seizure. Um, people with concussions or uh, traumatic brain injury, um, I know it's very beneficial for them. Um, uh, and there's a, there's a host of, of uh, you know, therapeutic applications for the ketogenic diet. But I think at the end of the day, the most important thing for people to realize is keto is another tool in your tool belt. And you have a lot of tools in your tool belt. And keto is one of those things that you can learn how to do and use it um and, and see if you benefit from it. I think a lot of people will benefit from keto, to be totally honest with you, especially if you've been eating a standard American diet. Um, and there's, there's a right way and wrong way to do keto. Uh, this is the problem when any diet becomes popular. You've probably seen this too in the industry. There becomes a, a whole myriad of keto you know, convenience products that come mm-hmm. with that diet. Mm-hmm. And people tend to overconsume those convenience products. And they're like, oh, well, I can have three keto cookies a day and stay in ketosis. And then just go to McDonald's and take the bun off the burger and just eat Mm -hmm. that and and eat butter, bacon, and cheese all day long. And um, that's not always, that doesn't mean that you're becoming healthier just because you're in ketosis. So um, there's some things you need to learn. I would say do your research um, before just jumping in and thinking it's butter, bacon, and cheese all day long.
1: I totally agree. Dirty keto is kind of the term that I call that and, and uh, you know you can have canola oil and all the dirty oils on dirty keto, but what it doesn't you don't know is that some of those oils actually can spike your blood sugar in a roundabout way and damage your DNA and and cause leaky gut, all of the things that we're trying to heal through keto and through intermittent fasting. Um, Do you intermittent fast on a daily basis, or why don't we talk about what your current diet looks like, what you usually do during a day? Um, I'd love to know what what your day looks like with exercise and diet.
2: Yeah, so right now I'm training for uh, something kind of crazy. It's a 100-mile race in 24 (laughs) hours, and that's coming up in April. (laughs) So Fine. my training is not, is not typical. I will let people know what my typical training is versus what my training is now. So usually I work out Monday through Friday, like, like you, I have kids, I have two daughters and I love spending time with them. So my workouts typically are 30, maybe 40 minutes max. Um, I'm all about working out smarter, not longer. And then I do intermittent fast, um, about five days, five to six days a week, um, And then, you know, one or two days I'll have breakfast with my girls on the weekends or something like that. Just to, for me, it's all about metabolic flexibility, but naturally Mm -hmm. I I feel better when I'm fasting through breakfast and then I'll eat my first meal at lunch and then dinner. And then once a quarter, I'll do an extended fast, which is maybe two to four days. Uh, Nothing but water and salt. Mm -hmm. How I'm training now is completely different because I'm having to run 10, 12, 15 miles some days and it requires a lot more food. And the thing with endurance running is I can eat a lot more carbohydrates and still stay in ketosis when I'm doing that much exercise. So for me, I can get away with about 80 to 100 grams of carbs per day, which comes from real whole food sources. So I'm not doing sugar and I'm not doing processed carbohydrates like cereal. I'm doing fruits or potatoes. Um, and, uh, and so I can eat more carbohydrates and still stay in ketosis, but I'm training for two or three hours a day sometimes. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, I still do intermittent fasting. I train fasted, um, and I'll take, uh, exogenous ketones and electrolytes before my long run. So lots of salt. Um, and then, um, that's kind of my routine now. So hopefully that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. And it's something that I talk about a lot with my clients when they switch to ketosis, the importance of electrolytes and salt, especially Uh, as you are switching into ketosis, your kidneys let go of sodium and electrolytes. And when you're eating the standard America diet, which is full and loaded with the wrong type of salt, your kidneys are retaining water and retaining those electrolytes. So it's really important when you're switching over. To make sure you're replacing those electrolytes and the salt, um, and to, because that's that's where your your cellular energy comes from. And I'll have a lot of people within a week they're doing great on keto, and then the second week they say, "Guy, I just hit a a wall. I my energy's gone, and it's a lack of the electrolytes." Um, so I, I'm glad to hear that you are. You, you see see the electrolytes and salt as important as I do. Um, now, I'd love to go over your new book, uh, Complete Keto, which is out on hardback and coming out on paperback, correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, so... Complete Keto is, uh, like you said, my new book. And what it does is it's very different than most keto books because it takes the lessons I learned from Fit to Fit to Fit on the mental and emotional side. And so I bring those lessons in to help people overcome their mental and emotional challenges while at the same time giving them a structured program to follow using the ketogenic diet. Um, It's a whole food approach to keto. It's got a a 30-day program um and in the 30 day program all the recipes are dairy free and nut free just because i've seen so many people like like you said do dirty keto where they're just eating a lot of processed dairy or they'll overconsume a bunch of nuts like salted cashews which taste delicious and it's hard to limit your 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 uh cashew intake to just one handful a day some people will do two or three or four and thinking oh well these are keto so i can just eat a bunch of them so all the recipes are dairy-free and nut-free for 30 days. Uh, plus, on top of that, you know, like we mentioned, meditation, positive affirmations, gratitude. list. But then also, if, um, we go deep into how people can overcome those mental and emotional challenges that have been keeping them back from living a healthy lifestyle. Um, and so that's that's the biggest thing that sets Complete Keto apart from other books is is helping people on the mental and emotional side. Because I could give someone the best meal plans, the best supplements, the best workouts. Uh, the best book to help them do a diet but unless they know how to overcome those mental-emotional challenges it's just gonna be another diet and so that's why I really stress the importance of the of overcoming mental-emotional hurdles in the book and there, that's a big component uh, component of it to be honest with you and so um, that's kind of uh, the, the idea behind complete keto in a nutshell Um, you know, that, that's my goal. That's my mission is to help people overcome those mental and emotional challenges, whether they do keto or not is up to them. And, um, for me, like that's not the most important thing, but I wanted to give people, um, a guideline, a detailed guideline to help them do keto the right way with a whole food approach. Uh, so a clean version of keto with help on the mental emotional side. And the other thing I added in there that a lot of people don't know about is I I created a plant-based protocol for people that are vegan or vegetarian and Mm. and helping them do keto as well. If they are vegetarian, yes, you can still do keto. Uh, Can you do keto as a vegan? Yes, you can. It's a little bit harder, but I have a a week-long meal plan for vegans and a week-long meal plan for vegetarians in there. And then also what to do after keto, like life after keto. Do you stay keto for the rest of your life? Do you cycle in and out? Do you feel better, um, on a targeted ketogenic diet for those athletes out there that want better performance or do you use it intermittently, you know, maybe a few times a year you do a 30 day, uh, you do the 30 day program in the book three to four times a year as kind of like a reset or a, a cleanse, if you will, um, just to keep your body metabolically flexible. So that's kind of, uh, the book in the nutshell.
1: So that brings the question, do you cycle in and out of keto? I, and I know it's a tool and I believe it's a tool for my toolbox, but I know that for me, I don't cycle in and out of keto. It's just easier for me to stay in. I just, there's so many benefits for me and I have such a compromised gut that if I go off it, it doesn't work well for me, but I know some people feel better when they cycle in and out and I'd love to know if you do.
2: Yeah, I do cycle in and out and, um, but I do it, I guess, uh, smarter, like, so most people, when they go off of keto, this is the problem that it, people have is their perception is, okay, well, I'm just going to load up on junk food <laughs> and donuts right. and milkshakes and soda. For me, when I cycle out of ketosis, that might mean, you know, um, you know, with my daughters or something, we'll make, you know, potatoes or sweet potatoes with dinner, um, blueberries, raspberries, like uh, whole food. So it's more of like a paleo approach. right? Um, because I feel, I feel like our our ancestors, they didn't do ketosis on purpose. They just ate what was available. And so our bodies were designed to run off of both sources of fuel. But like I said before, that people like you that might have digestive issues or uh, autoimmune issues or things like epilepsy or seizures, they have to stay strict ketosis all the time. And uh, for me, um, I know my body and I've done plenty of experimentate uh, experiment experiments with my body. And so I know what is what's okay and what's not okay. I know if I go out there and do pancakes and waffles and donuts and, and soda, I'm going to feel awful. But if I add in potatoes, sweet potatoes and I eat like a hundred grams or 150 grams, um, you know, on, on a Saturday or Sunday, I'm right back in ketosis within 24 hours. So that's, that's what I uh, tend to do. But if someone's listening that has never done keto It's really important to get keto adapted first, which means you have to be strict for at least 30, 60, 90 days and then experiment cycling in and out with carbs. You can't just jump in and do keto for three days and then eat potatoes and then do keto for three days again. Your body needs time to get adapted first
1: yes, and i I've listened to people talk about the five two diet where they do ketosis for five days and two days off. And what the reality is is it takes about three days to get back into ketosis. And that's even if you're, keto adapted. So really, you're, you're out of ketosis through Wednesday and only experience, ke- experiencing ketosis Thursday and Friday, and then you get off the diet Saturday and Sunday, and it, it just it cycles back. So I am a total believer in that you need to be keto adapted to be able to go in and out. And um, well, I want to before I ask my last question, I want to, can you tell people where they can find you?
2: Yeah, it's super easy. It's fit, number two, fat, number two, fit.com. And that's my social media handles as well on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, just fit, number two, fat, number two, fit. And that's the name of my podcast and my first book. And you'll be able to find everything uh, through that.
1: I highly recommend everyone follow him. He's amazing. He's inspirational. He's vulnerable. He's doing, he's living the life and he's, he's, uh, He's been there. He's been there and he's done it. So it's definitely Drew is someone that I follow and I've been following for years. Um, so Drew, last question, what top three things do you do on a daily basis to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit?
2: Mm, That's a good question. I try and be present in the moment. Um, so when I have my daughters with me, um, not being on my phone as often and and being truly present meditation helps out with that. Um, the second thing is making my health a priority. So whether that's working out, whether that's uh, meal prepping, um, whether that's, you know, taking supplements, uh, I make my health a priority because I can't pour from an empty cup. And so if I don't take care of my health, I can't better serve those around me. And so that's really important for me. I don't look at it as selfish. Um, I look at it as, hey, I'm a better version. I'm the best version of myself when I'm taking care of my health. Um, and the third thing is probably uh, the, the spiritual side, and that's kind of um, uh, my morning routine: uh, meditation, positive affirmations, gratitude list, which helps me uh, be grateful and fulfilled with what I have now, while I still continue to work on things and and better my situation. Um, you know, financially, better my situation emotionally and spiritually, uh, there's still, there's always room for growth. And so for me, those are probably the the top three things I do every single day.
1: And I love the fact that there's no end that you talk about. There's no end goal here. It's a journey, and we're constantly trying to improve ourselves. It's not okay. Let's go on a diet and let's get to an end game. We always can be better and optimize ourselves, and that's that's what I do every day as well. And I am so appreciative of you being on today. And please follow him, Drew Manning. Fit to Fat to Fit, I and go get the book, uh, Complete Keto. It is, it is complete, and it takes you through the, the body, mind, and spirit. It's not just a, the physical body and losing weight. There's so much more to it. So we're going to take a short commercial break and be right back.
0: Are you wanting to optimize your physical, mental, and emotional health? visit www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Accelerated Health Products to detox, reset, and rebuild your immune system naturally and to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit with cutting-edge supplements and solutions. Get Sarah Banta's personal advice on a protocol just right for you. That's www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com.
1: Welcome back to Accelerated Health Radio. And before we go, I wanted to touch on the coronavirus one more time. Um, something about this virus—it has been trans transmitted from an animal to a human. And the reason that it is viruses are typically able—we're able to fight them—is they're either within the animal kingdom or they're within the human kingdom. Because this is transferred over, that's why they're having such a difficult time fighting it. And accelerated silver is the only supplement and the only fight against the coronavirus because it works on animals and it also works on humans. So Definitely make sure you get your Accelerated Silver and protect your your family and yourself. And I wanted to thank you again for joining us today. If I can help you with your health issues, contact me, Sarah Banta, at Sarah at AcceleratedHealthProducts.com. And I'm happy to put together a protocol for you. I know sometimes it's hard to know where to start. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram under Accelerated Health Products and my YouTube channel under Accelerated Health Radio. You can also find me on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Pandora, and whatever podcast platform you subscribe to. I'm now on Accelerated Health Bites, where I do short informational videos about health topics and solutions that you have asked me about. So let me know if you have any health condition or topic you want me to address. And if you like what you hear today, please hit the subscribe button and share with those few friends that may need my help. As you share my channel, it helps me help more people like you and bring me more cutting edge guests on my show. Don't miss next week's interview and send me your questions and topics that you'd love to hear. Again, you can find the supplements and many informational videos on my website, acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Use coupon W4HC20 for 20% off site wide, including all the supplements that we talked about today, including the brand new Accelerated Keto and the Accelerated Silver. Thanks for joining us here today on Accelerated Health Radio and have a great week.
0: For joining us today on W4HC Radio for Accelerated Health Radio with Sarah Banta, make sure to tune in every week at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to uncover your highest potential through natural and innovative wellness modalities.